Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hey, hi, John. Hello. <laughs> hi, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Happy release day. <laughs> thank you. My new baby is out. Yeah, so how do you celebrate the day today? <laughs> by doing press, actually. Um, and later on, Michael and I will be on, on uh, television in Denmark. Oh, cool. And then after this, uh, after show beer? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're both, we're both driving, so no beers for us. Ah, okay. Then next time. <laughs> Maybe next time, yeah. Perfect. So uh, your album, Servant of the Mind, um, with this album, you're actually going back to the roots again. Uh, so in direction like your two albums, uh, Guitar Gangsters and Cadillac Blood or um, Beyond Hell Above Heaven. So I really like this. Um, how was your reaction when Michael came around with these heavier songs? Uh, I don't think I really had a reaction as such in the beginning. It was because, you know, sometimes even doing the rewind stuff, uh, he would sometimes fool around with some more heavy type of riffs and, you know, maybe some sort of warm-up thing or, so, or something, but, you know, but all of a sudden, you know, he started bringing in songs that were, that were more based on the riff than the actual vocal lines and, and melodies. So it was like, well, you know, okay, so this is the direction we're heading this time, you know, okay, that's going to be interesting. Um, it's going to be a challenge as always, but, mm -hmm. you know, a fun challenge. Yeah. A little bit, perhaps a throwback uh, to some of the earlier stuff, you know, but it was like, okay, you know, this is the way we're going. Fine. Let's go. Perfect. And it really sounds good. <laughs> good. So uh, how um, did you guys record the album? So were there, um, did you have any problems because of lockdown or something like that? No, on the contrary, actually, um, you know, once it was, we were told that there would be no touring and, everything was was closed and stuff like that you know we just after a couple of weeks we just decided well you know instead of just sitting at home why not why don't do something and uh, so we started meeting up you know twice a week in the rehearsal room and then he would start bringing in uh, all the ideas and and songs and stuff like that and yeah before we knew it we had like 12 or 13 songs ready to go so uh, we decided for once to do some demos of the song. So it's just the three of us because Rob, of course, was stuck in the US. Yeah. Um, we did the demos and um, everybody liked the demos. You know, the record company liked it, the management liked it. And um, and then when we came to the fall of 2020 and there was still no sign of touring, we said, well, why not be one step ahead of everything and basically record the stuff that we have? So we recorded the whole album and the cover songs and all that stuff. And then we said, okay, then let's see what's what's going to happen. You know, are we able to tour? Hopefully in 21, then we will tour. And then we have the album on hold. Mm. Um, so in case the record company and the management or whoever will say, well, guys, we need some new material. We can say, well, here it is. It's ready. <laughs> But, you know, there were no touring in 21 as well, apart from we did the small U.S. run in uh October, I think it was September, October. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now it's just time to release the album, you know, 
get a new album out and hopefully by next year we'll be on the road the whole of 22. How was the how was the mini tour in the US? It was back on stage. Well, it was good to be back on stage. Um, Absolutely. It it was it was um, it, of course, it was slightly different because, you know, you, you still have the pandemic going and uh, we all had to wear face masks 24-7. Uh, we had to be cautious and careful where we went and stuff like that. But but we just used our common sense, basically. And just saying, okay, you know, if we wanted to go out, let's say, and get something to eat and there were too many people at that place, we would just say, no, we're not going in there. We'll find another place. Mm-hmm. So it, it was more like that, actually. Um but in honesty, just to be back on stage, you know, it, it was a little bit weary too because we haven't played live for so long. And one thing is that you can rehearse yourself to death and think you got everything under control. But as soon as you get up on stage, things might happen, you know. So we were a little bit wary and we were a little bit rusty as well. Um, but so was the crowd. So it kind of added up in, in the end. But, but in overall, it was just great to go out and play, play some shows. Cool. We're looking forward to 2022. <laughs> yeah, 22. 22, yeah. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> Perfect. So um, on Servant of the Mind, I especially like the two songs. Um, the opener song, Temple of Cure and um, The Devil Rages On. Can you tell us what um, these two songs are about? No. No? No. That's 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 Michael's question. You know, he, he's the one who come out comes up with the lyrics. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> okay, but I, it I, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, it sounds good. But uh, I think the devil rages on. Um, I think it it's something to do that the devil comes to earth and and takes on a human form. I think, but in all honesty, you know, I have no idea. Uh, what the lyrics is about. I've never been one of those guys who pays attention to lyrics, actually. That would be the last thing on my mind is actually lyrics, you know. So Melody is a book line that I can whistle along to and, and make up my own words. That's that's great. But as for lyrics, you know, I, ne- I need to read them as well as, as, as a lot of other people to know what he's saying. <laughs> okay. So you never asked, hey, Michael, what's the song about? <laughs> No, no, I trust him. You know, I, I trust him that, that he knows what he's doing. I trust him. So I'll leave the lyrics to, to him. That's good. Okay. Uh, so maybe do you have a, a favorite song on the album? There's a few, um, but it, it actually it changed from day to day. Um, but uh, right now it's, <clears throat> I would say it's probably Shotgun is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like Sacred Stones. Uh, I like Les Espiquita. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the one called Mindlock. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. So Les Espiquita is uh, um, the longest song on the album. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, around about eight minutes. Yeah, it is. I mean, we were actually surprised too because, you know, when when we did the song we we didn't really think about it as as being one of the longer pieces and uh, i don't think it was really until we recorded it that we looked at the time and it was like oh my god it's really like eight minutes long it doesn't feel like that not even when we're playing it it doesn't feel like it's it's eight minutes long that's true but but it is actually one of one of the longest pieces we've ever done actually 
That's cool. That's really cool. So um, is the art artwork of the album, uh, mm -hmm. is it a bit a uh, reference uh, to, to COVID? It lo looks like a bit because no. of the man going insane, the vaccination. No, no, no. no. I, think it, I think it has something to do with that he, he's supposed to be this doctor. Uh, and I think the idea was that he's actually supposed to want to look inside of his own mind to see what's going on inside his, his, his own mind. I think that's the idea. Again, I'm not really that familiar with the story or the idea behind it. And I think that picture in the back where he's kind of throwing everything off his head, in, in, my, in my view, it kind of looks like he's, he's gone completely insane. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, did you have a specific goal uh, with the album? So like to reach number one in the charts or you just no. said uh, we want to make music? No, we've, we've never we've never really thought about this uh, stuff going, oh, yeah, we need to do something that takes it to number one or something like that. I mean, of course, there are certain songs when we've done the songs where Michael would say, I think this one is a single for let's say the Danish market, or this could be a single for the US market, but it's not like that we are making the songs to say, okay, we have to do something so we can make sure that it will go to number one, let's say in Germany, or, you know, this has to be for the American market or stuff like that. We, we've never worked like that. And in all honesty, I don't think you can work like that for 20 years. I mean, you can probably do it in, the pop genre there's probably some formulas where you know if we put this type of beat to it and we add this element yes then it would probably be number one and it probably will for maybe six months and then people have forgot about it but i i guess for for rock in general or metal i don't think you can work that way mm -hmm. it has to it has whatever you do it has to be natural um as soon as you try to force something on people, then I'm pretty sure that's my conviction. Then, then it won't work. People will discover it and say, no, this is not really what they are, what they are all about, you know? And, and for us, I mean, the songs that comes out, comes out the way they are. And as long as people like it, you know, great. I'm sure when the, they're, when the day comes, when people say, okay, we had enough of you guys, then it's over. How do you uh, decide um, these songs are better for Danish people or this is better for Germany? So, uh, Well, it's basically, I mean, I mean, it's, it's not only Michael who decides what's going to be the single. He has an idea. Let's say Dan Fur, for instance, he, he said this, this, I'm pretty sure this could be a single for the Danish market. And, It, it was, you know, the people who were working behind us said, yes, this will work for the Danish market. As for the singles that goes out in the U.S., that's usually Q Prime who picks those. And Michael, of course, he says, yeah, whatever you guys do, that's great. If you think it works for the U.S. market, that's great. But he knows that, for instance, for the Danish market, he knows there are certain type of songs that will work for the radio. If it's going to be a hit, great. If it's not going to be a hit, all right, then we knew that as well you know but but uh it's not it's not like that he sits down and write a song that says i'm gonna write a single it's not like that he when we do the songs he can pick one or two out where he says i think this one could work for the danish market this one could maybe work for the german market and etc that's how it works
Okay, cool, cool. And now what's next to uh, next for you guys? So do you have speci specific plans, um, maybe touring or writing more songs? Well, hopefully um, in, in January next year, uh, we're supposed to go back to America to do a co-headline tour with Ghost. Oh, and cool. Twi and Twin Temple uh, as the opener. That's what in the works right now. I know they're starting to come up with dates for Europe for next year. Uh, there are some, um, some festival dates. There are some dates in the UK. There are a few uh, German dates up yeah. uh, in the works right now. Um, but that stretches, I guess, throughout the summer of next year. Hopefully, hopefully uh, things are so back to normal that we can all actually go out and enjoy festivals and you know for us go out and play again yeah and um hopefully we'll we'll be able to do that you know do the whole festival run you know we, yeah there's the few german one-off shows and uh, i guess later on go out and do a full-scale european tour at some point nice we hope so too yeah. we hope yeah. so too <laughs> so um in the last Two years, um, there was no touring. Uh, no. So, um, what are you missing most of all? Um, well, the the obvious question uh, answer is, of course, to say yeah to go back up on stage. We miss that, you know, um, because yeah, it's it's been all almost two years now since where we haven't really done any touring and you know in hindsight i think actually it worked out pretty well for us that we didn't tour because for the first time in 10 years we could actually spend the summer with our families mm -hmm. i mean we we're still stuck at home but hey you know we were with our families we haven't been that <laughs> almost in, in 10 years because we're always working during the summer uh so that was good and i think actually it, it kind of gave us a breathing space also from from each other actually even though we were working but we weren't together 24 7 as we are uh, when we go on tour so that was good so now that you know our batteries are recharged and uh now we're basically sitting uh, sitting and waiting it's like okay can we can we go back out now can we come back out now not, not yet. okay can we go back out now no you have to wait a little bit but you know now we're ready we want to go back out you know it's time for us to go back out Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, have you maybe uh, discovered any new hobbies while sitting at home? <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm still, you know, still having the same hobbies that I always have. You know, I spend too much time on the internet searching for vinyls and Legos and all that crap. You know, all those nice cheap hobbies that I have. You know. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, no, I've spent a lot of time, you know, yeah, like I said, searching for vinyls and, and stuff like that, you know, spent probably too much money on it as well, but what, well, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I keep saying. I, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> the wife, the wife complains when I come home with the same, same album for the 10th time. She's like, why is that? And I was like, well, this is different pressing. You know, you'll get it. You'll get it. <laughs> Okay, so um, and uh, Christmas is coming up soon. Um, are you more a Christmas elf or a Grinch? I am probably the Grinch. Yeah, really. Yeah, I don't. I don't care about Christmas. You know, Christmas is for kids. 
and that's fine. I'm a big kid too, but that whole Christmas thing, it's, it's for me, it's like, it's, it's too much. I mean, it starts already, I don't know about Germany, but, but here it already starts late October. You know, mm. you see the stores already in late October starting putting up the Christmas decoration and, you know, the Christmas melodies and all that stuff. I mean, there are some good Christmas melodies, no doubt about that. I mean, you can't go wrong with the John Lennon one, for instance, but it's always, it's the same five songs that they play on the radio all the time, you know, and before we actually even reach December, I'm sick and tired of it. Oh, no. <laughs> so could you imagine uh, that Wallbeat will ever make a Christmas album so you can make different songs? <laughs> oh, New oh, songs. No. No, no, no. Rocking Christmas songs. <laughs> you know, again, you know, the, all the good Christmas songs has already been made, you know. Like I said, the John Lennon one, Slade, the Kings, King Diamonds, No Presents for Christmas. Hey, you can't go wrong with that one, right? Elvis did, you know, he did some Christmas albums, you know. Twisted Sister did a Christmas album, for God's sake, you know. And that's... <laughs> You know that's that's fine. You know, nah, I don't I, I don't really see uh, see us dressed up in Santa Claus's outfit. Oh, okay. uh, maybe uh, maybe I should take that one back. You never know what's going to happen. Okay, But good. Right now, no, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, John, thank you so much. That was my last question. Um, it was a pleasure talking to you, Likewise. and um, stay safe and hopefully see you soon. Yeah, and you stay safe as well. And uh, yeah, hope to see you pretty soon. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.